Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. And just to give you a quick background on who your hosts are, Tony Dick worked in various capacities with the Browns over the course of 21 seasons with the team. So when he mentions being in the building, it's being in the building. He started with the team as a member of the Browns crew in 91, Worked with them up until the time they left for the city who shall not be named. Uh, <laughs> he rejoined the Browns upon their return to Cleveland and served his last nine years with the team as the team's manager of alumni relations before leaving in October of 2015. Tony is also a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and has served as a research assistant for several documentary projects with NFL Films, NBC Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, and Epics. Myself, I have experience in the sports industry in various capacities with Major League Baseball teams, NCAA programs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where I earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl, anybody? 37. 37. Uh, and between Tony and I, we've probably worked about 20 Super Bowls. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hey, Browns backers, it's Chuck Campisi here, joined by Tony Dick on Believe in the Browns. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can find us at Browns Believe, that's at Browns, B-L-E-A-V, or at Believe Podcasts, that's at B-L-E-A-V Podcasts. And while football may be over, and while football may be over, the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is at betonline.ag. Now, I'm a college basketball lover. Also enjoy the EPL. So maybe there's a dollar or two on my Syracuse Orangemen or uh, LFC. So, BetOnline, however, also covers the awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And, of course, the 24-hour online casino. Hint, it never closes. 
Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That means you put in 100, you have 150 to bet with. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Tony and I had a few technical difficulties and we weren't able to re-record everything. So just a quick recap, what we're doing today is talking about some of the Browns pending free agents, whether we should bring them back or not. I'll talk about a couple and just tell you what we had before we get to the audio that actually worked for us um, this week. First one up was Olivier Vernon. So the older gentleman that tore his Achilles in the last game of the season. Both Tony and I would like to see Olivier come back. However, obviously that cap hit would need to be greatly reduced. The Browns, given who they may cut, that will not largely impact the cap. will have about $30 million in cap space this year. You don't want Vernon taking half of that. So if you can get him on a lower-end deal and as a 30-year-old, Defensive end coming off an Achilles issue with a lowered salary cap this year, that may be possible. So if you can bring him back, both of us recommend that, but not at top dollar. Next up, Ogan Joby. Tony is low on Ogan Joby, does not believe he has lived up to his promise and believes he should be jettisoned. I, on the other hand, feel that Ogan Joby. Well, 2020 was a down year. If he can get back to his 2018-2019 production levels, those statistically, those seasons were eerily similar. I think he's a valuable commodity. And again, I would not necessarily pay top dollar, but he's a guy that I'd like to see back. The next two that we discussed, uh, Cody Parkey. Cody was a... Let's say we might invite him to camp, but we hope he doesn't win the job kind of individual. So Parkey just has not lived up to what the expectations are for an NFL kicker. Missed too many field goals, missed too many extra points, put the Browns in some bad situations with those misses as well. Thus, yeah, invite him to camp maybe, but... Hopefully, somebody else can beat him out and take that role on. And then our final one, uh, where we both kind of landed on a, while he may be a nice guy, he's not a great player. Uh, Sendejo is a no-go for both of us. Well, maybe he might want to slot into a defensive backs coaching role. Uh, Being 31 and, and playing the role that he's played, I just don't think it's necessarily going to happen with the Browns and Sendejo this year uh, in terms of bringing him back. So, I'm sorry, he'll be 34, not 31. Uh, That's one of the reasons we're, shall we say, low on Sendejo for bringing him back for next year. And before we get to the rest of the pod, I just wanted to give a brief moment to talk about our newest sponsor, eBay. Whether rare, dead stock, or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's 
authenticity guarantee your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verified the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. It also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers over $100, making it free to sell or flip your connection. So if you're a sneakerhead, go to ebay.com sneakers today. eBay, the world's destination for discovering great value and unique selection. We'll get into it a little more next time because Tony is a sneakerhead. So now on to the rest of the pod. But next time, while we're talking pod, we're going to talk a little sneaker. Next up, we have Carl Joseph. What do you think of Carl Joseph? I mean, I think Joseph, you know, when we look at the the, the defensive backfield this year, obviously um, not a whole bunch of people will be getting you know, blue ribbons or trophies <laughs> at, at the end of the season. However, I do feel not a whole bunch. That means someone is. Someone yeah. Well, is well, I mean, ribbon? participation. Oh, um, okay. All right. I know. I, I think. I think Carl Joseph's a guy that you, you've got to. You've got to keep him on. Because here's the reality: uh, in a perfect world, I would like to keep two guys, uh, maybe three, with Vernon in there um, and flush everyone down the toilet. Yeah. Uh, but but the reality is. You're not going to be able to replace eight guys. Like, like it's just not going to be able to happen. It's the, this change in defense. Like, I, I love when I, I listen to fans. Like, all we got to do is get that defense straight, and we're going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm like, okay, but you do realize it's probably a two-year project okay. at least because you're going to have to get rid of eight guys. There are eight guys that need replaced on that defense. I, I would say. I don't know if there's eight guys eh, that need. Re- I mean, because I think if you replace, say, four or five guys. Then those other three or four guys are going to be able to just do what they can do. You know what I mean? If you if you get some guys that can do some nice things, like you don't need. Like I mean, you look see what Miles Garrett did, and he didn't have like the greatest other three guys up there with him, but he's able to do a lot by himself. So he makes the other guys a little better. Yeah. Well, he's one of the way. three I'm keeping. Well, so. definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, so. But, but I, I think, a guy although like I'm, Carl's... I'm kind of curious. Uh, I mean, uh, so Vernon's your, Vernon's your third, right? I mean, you got Denzel Ward and then Garrett and Vernon, or is that your yeah, three? That's really? my three. I mean, it, and that's just because, uh, it, you know, there was nothing better there for Vernon. I mean, Vernon, would, would I like to have a younger, better linebacker, Joe Schober, but, uh, yeah, I mean, got a rusher. I mean, yeah, you're yeah. I, I mean, um, but I think Carl Joseph, he's a guy. If I'm looking three years out, I, I would hope that he's still on team. Maybe I hope that he's still an improved starter. But I, I, I think we're probably gonna he'll be. A, the hope would be he's not a starter. He's a second stringer that, yeah. that we brought in people that are better. Um, but he is, for lack of a better term, a a, a wonderful stopgap. Okay, could, he's a guy that. Would we like to see him replaced with someone better? Yes. But is it as important if we're going to prioritize this? Probably not. He's a guy that can kind of hold Pat. I mean, he's not a Sendejo. Not a guy that immediately needs replaced in order for us to be better. So, uh, I guess long story short, or maybe not, uh, <laughs> we uh, Carl Joseph is a guy 
I have in my keeper column. I mean, he's a guy we, we retain. Yeah, and I, I would agree with that. I mean, I, like I said, I, I don't I don't think he's, you know, the greatest, but I don't think he's the worst. And, and I think, you know, some positions are just going to be like that. Mm-hmm. And if he's, if he's a guy that's, you know, like I said, hopefully he's a – Hopefully he's a backup next season, right? Hopefully Delpit's able to step in because again we don't know what we have with him. Yeah. Hopefully he's able to step into a starting role. I know that's tough for a rookie at a, at a safety, but hey, there's a reason you were you yeah. know a first round draft yeah. pick is hopefully you can do that. And then if we can get someone else to fill that other, then Cole Joseph is is I think an excellent third safety um, for you. And, and if he's your starting safety somewhere, well. You know, not not necessarily the end of the world. Not necessarily the end of the world. All right, another guy in the defensive backfield. He's going to be 29 on opening day. Uh, Terrence Mitchell II. Yeah, I think he he falls in kind of the same. Maybe just a a little lesser than... um, I, I just like Joseph more. That's just personal preference. I I, I would flip. I would probably flip on those two, but uh, all right. But he definitely falls in that stopgap keeper range not a first tier we need to replace this person um i i i think he he's a guy that we you know if we can get vernon mitchell and joseph and we we can hold on to them i think as far as the 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 list of defensive free agents those are my top three that we keep and the rest of them uh there isn't anybody on the list that i i go to battle for um you you know uh, i i just don't i don't see anybody else yeah. How about uh, well, we got a couple more guys on the list. How about BJ Goodson? Uh, bye bye. Okay. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, I'm, I just, I was not impressed by any anything up the middle for us. I, I, I mean, we just, we were getting gashed by by teams, and and I, I I'm not, I, I'm, I guess I'm a little surprised we weren't gashed more than we were. I, I mean, I just don't get it. There were some games where I was like, why is this team not running against us? Because we were just giving up, you know, six, five, six, seven yard chunks, uh, all up the middle. And um, I, do I pin it all on him? No, but um, I, I just I didn't like our linebacker play. I didn't like our play from our defensive tackles. Um, and, and certainly our, our DBs up the middle, it, it just wasn't a pretty thing. So, no, I, I'm, I'd be okay with him going. I know he's young and people – but, hey, um, let's see what else is out there. Yeah, and I think – I mean, I don't know. I think he might be a depth guy that it, if you can have him and uh, – You definitely have to sign him for less than what he's making. Well, which might be possible this year. Right, which might be possible this year. And, and just quickly going through some of the cuts that the Browns can make. I mean, they could have, realistically, if you're cutting guys where you're essentially just saving, you're not costing any dead money on the cap. And, you know, so I'm cutting guys like, if I roll through the, the cut list, right, um, Montrell Meander, um, Cameron Malvo, you know, John Kelly, Colby Gossett, Drake Dorbeck, Matt McCrane. Um, if you do those things um, from a Browns standpoint, that opens about $10 million in, in cap space yeah. as well. So that frees up, that frees you up a little more, it gives you about $30 million potentially in cap space. And that's without cutting any starters, right? Yeah. I think Dearness Johnson was probably the biggest name 
um, that I cut on that list. But he saves you 850000 if you, you know, and, and realistically with, with Hunt and Chubb, you know, what is there a ton of value that he's bringing, yeah. um, you know, from, from that standpoint. And so I think if you, if you do some of those things, you might be able, if you can bring in some guys at, at better levels, great. Um, but again, you do have guys, you know, I mean, Taki Taki's still going to be on the roster, right? Mac Wilson's still going to be on the roster. So if you lose Goodson, it's not necessarily the end of the world because hey, you're going to have to provide some depth at linebacker anyway. The draft is coming up. Yeah. You have some of those things. So yeah, I would agree with you in that. Hey, if we can, if we can bring him back at a little lower of a rate, I, I wouldn't mind bringing him back, but again, not a guy that I'm, I'm willing to overpay. Yeah. Um, just because he knows the system. Now, a couple guys on the other side of the ball, Tony. We got we got a couple a couple interesting folks. Rashard Higgins. I, th- I think of all the wide receivers, um, he, he's definitely my number one guy. If we can bring him back, um, I, I just like him. Uh, I mean, he's, he's he, the, the the play was you know was there everything he needed. As far as just his uh, ability to make plays, I think he's only going to get better. Um, I, I like him. And, and he's not, I mean, he's relatively cheap. I, I know when he hits, um, you know, when we go to resign him, he's probably going to get bumped up a little bit. But I, I think I would take him over any of the other wide receivers that are kind of out there right now. Okay. All right. What about uh, the last guy we'll kind of run through today? Kaderil Hodge. Uh, you know, I would probably rank him too. Uh, it just be uh, based on effort. I know numbers weren't like huge for him, but I, I think, you know, he's he's another guy it, because I I I'm I'm assuming we're not going after a wide receiver in the draft, right? So <laughs> I mean, you're going to have to look at the guys that are in the room, and when you're doing that, you're going to have to pick out the ones that you think are going to be able to take that next. I mean, the hope is, you know, if you have them around. Um, you know Landry and, and maybe OBJ if he's still here, um, that they're learning from them and they're able to up their game. I mean, if you look at a guy like Jerry Rice, like all the wide receivers that ever played with Jerry Rice always got a little bit better. They were always elevated because they were around him. You're hoping that you're creating a wide receiver room where that's the case. And if I'm to look at the list of free agent wide receivers and – and have to pick out the guys that can make that jump based on just being in the room. I think Richard Higgins to me and Kadero Hodge to me are the one and two guys in that room. Um, you know, the other ones, maybe not. I, I'm just not a JoJo Natson. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I did. That's I. I mean, I didn't even bring him up. But yeah. there's plenty of other guys that are on this list. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, Vincent Taylor, Marvin Hall. You know, Anthony yeah. Fabiano. Like the guys that I just don't think. Right. There's not a lot of care or impact either way whether yeah. those guys are on the roster i think the guys we discussed there's impact to either yeah. them not being on the roster or them being on the roster yeah. for for next season and, and you're looking at this brown team and again you'll have it looks like you'll have about about 30 million ish in cap space one of the questions that i'll, I'll we'll end on this and i'll throw this out there mm-hmm OBJ. What should the Browns do with OBJ? I said it two years ago. Um, you you got to move him. 
you got to move them. I, I just I feel like uh, you've got you've got a young team. You've got a team where you're trying to build this identity of just you know a winning team that's all about team. And unfortunately, from what I've seen from him over the course of his entire career, not just his time here in Cleveland, and not just in season, also in the off season, he is a guy that is very much about him, and he doesn't care. I mean, he just hasn't shown me that he cares about the other people that are in his life. He just doesn't get it. He doesn't know when to shut up, you know, shut it down or shut up. I mean, he goes through, and I know I don't want to beat him up for you know the LSU thing. You know, we were there watching him like hand in cash to guys on the field. It's completely idiotic. Like you're not even what are you what are you doing? Like you're not even part of that team. You're not. I mean, I get that you went to the university, but you're trying to make it all about you when it had zero to do with you. I mean, in this offseason, when he starts, you know, chirping, you know, to the Chiefs about, hey, don't be surprised when these guys beat you. Maybe I'll give him a pass on that a little bit because he was on the actual team, although he wasn't playing. But even with that stuff, like, dude, shut up. Like, just shut up. We're, we're trying to get through the playoffs. And I'm not saying that that's the reason we lost to the Chiefs because that – but why would you even – if you're the veteran presence, you're the guy that should just shut up and, and just let your actions speak for you. But he cannot – he can't do that. Like, he wasn't even going to be in that game, but he felt like he had to say something. Just shut up. And for me, I know this is going to seem petty – but when I watched him when he was on the team, you know, I as far as when the you know the the game started, that okay, he contributed this net. But what I did notice, like through warmups, all that stuff, you could see all these young guys that we just talked about, Kadero Hodge, you know, Rashard Higgins. Those guys started to buy into the BS that he would do pregame, where he's working on his dance moves, he's changing his shoes five times. I mean, if we're trying to build a culture of winning. The focus needs to be on football. The focus cannot be on, have, you know, what can I do to make everyone look at me? I, it's ridiculous. And But that's what he's all about. So for me, I don't know. I don't know if I'm old-fashioned or whatever you want to call it. I don't want this guy on my team because he, he never, he has not proven to me that he can make it about the team. And I know people say, well, that's crazy, Tony. I never hear anybody complain about him in the locker room and this and that. It doesn't matter. Like, people don't have to complain about him. Of course they're not complaining about him. He's giving the guys all these crazy shoes and doing all this stupid shit, wearing, you know, watches and uh, he he's it's not that he's taking away or creating a distraction that's a negative. He's creating distractions that are, you know, people see them as, "Hey, this is cool, it's pop, but it's the focus is not on football. The focus is on how can we get people to look at us as individuals as opposed to how can we move the team forward. And I mean, I don't know if I'm right or wrong with this, but just from what I've seen and having been around teams like this, I, the only guy I can liken it to, and I almost hate to compare him because I, I as a person, I, I don't think he was as bad with this, but that's Andre Ryzen. Like when we brought Andre Ryzen in. Bad moon, baby. Oh, it, it just, it, that became, like it was all about, hey, what's he doing, what's he doing? And the emphasis was a little bit. Uh, you know, off what what the team was doing. I don't think Andre was to the extent of where OBJ is, but I just think OBJ is a. I I, I don't know. I know. I I don't want to. I don't know. I don't know what to compare him to because I've never seen anyone do it to his level consistently, and and it's sad because he's super talented. I just wish he would just shut up and play, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I think the thing that 
And we've proven we can win without him. Yeah, well, the thing that I think makes me the most leaning towards the let's move on category is his yards per game. Other than his flipping his last two years with the Giants has gone down every single season he's been in the NFL. Started at 108, went to 96, went to 85, went to 75. Then, like I said, took that jump up to 87, but then plummeted to 64 his first year here, and then was 45 when he left. And people say, well, there's no other receiver on the Browns that's going to be able to you know, take the top off of his defense other than OBJ. A 29-year-old guy coming off of ACL surgery probably not going to be that guy. Yeah. Right? And, and his numbers show that he has not been that guy since, you know, essentially his second or third year in the league. Yeah. The worst thing that ever happened to him, and I know I'm probably going to get people who are going to say, oh, my God, this is, don't be so dramatic. The worst thing that ever happened to him was catching a goddamn touchdown one-handed on Monday Night Football. That's the worst thing that could ever happen for somebody like him because now his whole career has been nothing but uh, it's got to be about the circus. Like it's, yeah. you know, and, and it couldn't happen in a worse place. I mean, having it happen in New York, I mean, it was just ultra, you know, attention on him. And I think he gets so addicted to that. That's That's what he's playing for, I think. When I watch him, yeah. that's what he's playing for is the attention. He's not... Not playing for he can say he's playing for championships, but if you are, shut up. I mean, yeah. that's what we need you to do. That's what I mean. I mean, I agree. And a guy that's played in one playoff game his entire career, so yeah. you're looking at it from the standpoint of, I don't know what I think the value should be that the Browns should get in in exchange for OBJ, but I'm going to throw this out there. I would not advise this, but I'm just going to say this: if the Browns simply cut him. There is zero dead money on the salary cap. And they that opens up fifteen million that they can spend almost sixteen million, fifteen point seven five in twenty twenty one on additional players. So simply cutting him opens up fifteen million. I I again I would not advise that. I'd like to get something in return. Um and like I said, I think he's a talented player. I think he's valuable. Um but his his stats do not justify fifteen million dollars a year, and I'm going to be hard pressed to believe that his twenty twenty one stats will justify that either. No. Him and Baker do not seem to have a very good connection, and so you have a problem. You have a problem right there. And we'll get into more of, of some of the the full out roster kind of next time. But I just wanted to throw that one out there. I know a lot of people are talking about that one, so yeah, no, I, I'd be okay with moving him. And I've been okay with moving him for two years. So, <laughs> I I was I was on that bandwagon before it was cool. So, uh, just throwing that out there. All right, Browns backers, <laughs> that's all we got for you. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, have a good one. Move OBJ. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.